there was a um, famous general by the name General Dutch Cota. And this was the time when the Allied forces were attacking the Americans and in what is called the D-Day. And so General um, uh, came across um, a, a group of in, in a platoon that was um, pinned down by the Germans. The Germans had, were firing from a farmhouse that was, was located close by. And, um, and these soldiers were doing nothing. They were young soldiers. And so, so the general asked them, hey, what are you doing? And so they respond saying, sir, the Germans are there. They are in the farmhouse. They're shooting at us. So, so the general says um, to, this, uh, to the captain of this platoon, um, unbuckling two grenades that he had on his west, he says, you hold these men on this side, and I, along with a couple of people, will go um, to the other side of the farmhouse. And so the young soldiers did as the general instructed them, um, the general, along with a couple of men, he went close, he got as close as possible to the farmhouse, and then screaming and shouting, he ran, he put the grenades in through the window, one another person knocked the door, put more grenades, and they, they ran, they allowed the grenades to explode, and finally they went into the house, whatever German soldiers were left, they ran away, um, you know, through the back door, and the general goes back to the captain of this platoon of young soldiers and says, you have seen how to take a house. Do you understand? Do you know how to do it now? And they say, yes, sir. And then he tells them, well, I won't be around to do it for you again. I can't do it for everybody. We have begun the season of Lent. Lent is a time of prayer, of, um, a, a time to stop, reflect, pray more, fast, almsgiving, to tithe. And we encounter today in the, in the gospel something very interesting in the life of Jesus. He is tempted. He is driven to the deserts and he's tempted by the devil. We cannot forget the context of these temptations. Jesus was just baptized, right, uh, by John the Baptist. And the temptations happen right, right after, okay? Um, again, what happens at baptism for which we need to ask this question, who am I? If I asked you, who are you? Who am I? I hope your answer is, I am a son or daughter of my heavenly father. You know, this is our, it's, it's our, I mean, our filial identity. 
that we are sons and daughters of a heavenly father. This is what happens in baptism. We say we become children of God. We become part of God's family. This is what happens at, at baptism. This is what is kind of revealed, let's say, to the people at Jesus' baptism, that, that he is the son of the father. So as soon as this is revealed, as soon as this identity is known, what happens? Jesus is sent into battle, right? Um, so it's like, you know, we sometimes think as Christians, we, you know, we enter into a cruise ship, right? A cruise ship, you go on vacation, right? You have a good time, you know, you go, down, go cruising. But what we truly enter as Christians is a battleship. It's not a cruise ship, it's a battleship. And Jesus is showing us that, that, that as soon as uh, Christian life is about battle. So a question to ask ourselves is, what is the intention? Like, like we can understand ourselves, like, okay, we are, we are sinners, we have fallen, um, you know, we can be tempted, but why Jesus? Right? Why, why is, what is the devil's intention in tempting Jesus? What is he trying to achieve? Well, there's something important. He's trying to damage the relationship, Jesus' relationship with the Father. That is what he's trying to do. He's trying to come in between the Father and the Son. His goal is that, we, that he does not trust his father. He does not have the childlike affection for his father. Well, this is the story from Genesis that we hear, right? Adam and Eve you know, had a great relationship with God, walking with him. He was their father. And what does the evil one do? Comes in between. And sometimes in life, you know, we all face temptations um, in one way, not the other. I mean, we are all, if God can be tempted, um, Jesus can be tempted, we, we too, right? And at these moments, maybe even if we resist the temptations and we know that they are there, you know, we, we can be in situations where we're asking these questions, you know, what, you know, why are these temptations? You know, why do you, God, bring, bring these on me? You know, or we may say, God, take the temptations away. Or we may think that God is punishing me for maybe something wrong that I have done, bringing all these temptations. Or maybe we can say, hey, this is karma, right, for what I have done, right? Or, or maybe we can say, you know, God wants to prove something. Like he wants us to prove that we love him, that we trust him. And therefore he, let's say, brings temptation or allows temptations. Right, but but we have to see temptations from from, Jesus, from the perspective of Jesus' temptations in the gospel today. And there's one thing that comes about is who does the devil go after? Does he go after bad people, or does he go after good people? Well, the answer is he goes after the good people. Right? But bad people, it's, it's a waste of time because they have enough mess and, you know, they create their own problems. Right? I mean, the devil is not interested. Right? It's only about the people who are truly pursuing the path of holiness. 
that he is after, right? Um, people who want to be holy, you know, temptations will come your way, right? Um, in many senses, they're kind of a warning, kind of telling you that, hey, you're on the right path. Okay? Um, St. Ambrose says that he says that the devil always envies those who strive for better things. So how do you, so how can we look at temptation? We've got to start looking at temptations from a different perspective. One thing, three things, I'm only going to say three things. One is that we've got to look at it with a sense of gratitude. We've got to be grateful because the presence of these temptations confirm that I am in the right way. The other thing is that we have to, the second thing, we've got to, we've got to be appreciative of, of temptations because, because they kind of reveal to us our weak spots, right? Our weaknesses are revealed to us. We know so clearly where I am weak, right? All we have to do is now target that area, be strong. It's, um, right? You know, we have to have a desire to grow holy, so, so we have to work on these weaknesses. I mean, it could be one thing, it could be anger, it could be pride, it could be lust, it could be envy, it could be whatever. Like, it's kind of being revealed to us, and, 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 and we have to be appreciative for that, and we have to work towards, um, you know, um, to rooting them out from our lives. And, and the third thing, the way we look at temptation is, it, it's, it's not, we, we don't need to worry right? It's not a time of worry. The question is not that we have to worry when we are tempted, but I guess we have to worry when we, when we have no temptations, when we're not struggling with temptations, right? Then there's a problem, right? If you don't have temptation, then there's a problem. Maybe we're not on the right path, right? Um, Jesus emerges from the desert with greater love for the Father. That is how we have to come out of temptations, with greater love. Temptation should be a moment for our purification, for our uh, growing in sanctity. It's kind of like the school of holiness, right? That's what temptations are. They help us grow um, as we come out of them. Um, The temptation should lead us closer to the Father, right? How do we overcome the devil? How was devil overcome? How was the devil defeated when he cannot keep us away from Jesus? Right? If temptations take us closer to Jesus, he's defeated. Right? That is, that is how we defeat him, by getting closer to Jesus. Right? Jesus' love will dissolve and overcome these, these temptations. And also remember Jesus' promise. He says very clearly, he will not allow us to be tested beyond our strength. So, so the story that we heard about General, General um, you know, Dutch Coda, in many sense, he's, just like he was teaching these young soldiers how to go and capture the farmhouse, in many sense, Jesus is teaching us how to overcome temptations today in the Gospels. 
He's showing us how to do it. Remember, every time he was tempted, how did he respond? Did he have a dialogue? You know, did he reason out with the devil? You know what, let's have, you know, let's have arguments. You tell me and I tell you, we'll have a dialogue. No. How was his response? Straight to the scriptures, to the Bible. Right? He's quoted scripture. That is his response. So we don't dialogue with the evil one, but we go to Jesus. We go to the Bible. So Lent is a, uh, again, so, so Lent is a time. I mean, we, we have to, we have to capture the farmhouse. I mean, what is our farmhouse? End of the day is eternal life, right? That is our goal, right? That is our reward. So, so Jesus is showing us how to do it. Um, so this Lent is a time not to run away from temptation, but to kind of face it head on. Look at it. I'm going to face it. And we have to run to Jesus. This is, this is, the, this is the moment. You know, this is what temptations should, should do. You remember in, um, in the Our Father, we, we say this. We say, um, Father, do not lead us into temptation. Right? That is our prayer. But rather, I, I think what that really is telling, in other words, is this. I need temptations. I need to be purified. I need to be perfected. But when they come, when the temptations come, let not I be discouraged. Um, but, let, but let them lead me to greater love for you. Right? So that is our prayer today, that they may lead us to a greater love for the Father, for Jesus, and for the Spirit.